0: You're now locked in to another episode of Unboxing Scripture. Just friends hanging out, reading unfamiliar and familiar scriptures. Unpacking truths that we can apply to our daily routine. A fun look at the Word of God. A chance to laugh and learn at the same time. Welcome to
1: Unboxing Scripture, not your typical unboxing channel. So, hey,
0: welcome to another episode of Unboxing Scripture. I have an amazing guest with me today. I'm excited about hanging out with this guy and getting into the Word with him. It is the one and only Austin Penn. Hello. Uh, If you do not know Austin, I'll I'll give a brief introduction. This guy is a, man, he's a, a young creative that is in his way into marriage he is currently engaged yep to who are you engaged to
1: jasmine gregory
0: oh you got to get closer to the mic on that one now jasmine gregory yeah jasmine gregory who as long as i can remember there were stories that this is the girl you were going to marry
1: yeah, yeah like for sure
0: from like elementary school and beyond
1: yeah i was like six
0: yeah and yeah. dude it's happening it is. Like, I'm so excited. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. It. it there you go. That's the it way is. it should be. Yeah. Yeah. It should feel that way. Well, props to you, man. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the things I've enjoyed about this guy is he comes from a really amazing heritage of faith. Like his mom, his dad, his uh, grandmother, siblings, yeah. people. At, you come from a household that has fallen in love with God.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: And... That, I think, has created a hunger on the inside of you to not just know God, but to know God's word, which is something that, man, some people feel like, well, if you know God and you know God's word, then you must be called into ministry. You must be doing, you know, yeah. you, this, this is who you have to be because you you really have this desire in you. Mm-hmm. And what I love mm-hmm. about you is you have this desire, but yet you've been creative in multiple markets you know uh, in business and different places like that you're currently working you know for a publisher right now which is awesome we have worked together for years here at the church and you have now moved past that and right it's okay is it is really fun watching you in another environment excel with excellence like it is it is super cool so okay all right i got all my bragging out (laughs) of the way Let's get to some unboxing scripture. So like I said, one of the things I've enjoyed is the heritage you come from Mm -hmm. and how there's been this desire to know God Mm -hmm. and to know God's word. Yeah. So I wanted to jump into a section of scripture where Jesus is hanging out with his disciples. It may be really well known, but I kind of want to get your take on why you, you think this is so important. Yeah. that Jesus is having this conversation. And then not only is this conversation recorded in Matthew, but it shows up in multiple Gospels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So I think, like, anytime someone is repeating themselves, yeah, it's because it's important. Definitely. So, all right, I'm going to go straight to the Word here. And I'm in Matthew chapter 16, and this is the place where Jesus is asking the disciples, who do men say that I am? And I'm going to start in verse 13 and kind of read down through there because he asked these two different questions and I'm reading out of the new New King James and it says, when Jesus came into the region of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that I, the son of man, am? So they said, some say you are John the Baptist, some say Elijah, others say Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And then after they answered, he asked him. He asked the disciples a second question, which is, and he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And verse 16, Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh, flesh and blood have not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And then Jesus goes on this brag rant, you know, with Peter and just... You know, says, hey, yeah. on this truth, I'll build my church. Right. And, you know, it's so I just kind of wanted to get to the conversation of Jesus shows, man, an interest in knowing what others are saying about him. Yeah, But then he digs deeper to saying, okay, I don't want to know just what others think and what you've heard others say about me. Who am I to you? Mm-hmm. Now, and I want to know from someone that has grown up in a household that has heard about God, has heard what others have said about God. Why do you think this question is so important to us as a believer to be able to say, "Okay, this is who God is"? Yeah. And how do we get there?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, it's interesting that the their their first response is to 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 say who everyone else thinks he is. Yeah. You know. So uh, immediately with this conversation, their response is who they've been told Jesus is, not who they they think Jesus is. Oh, man, yeah, absolutely. Coming from, you know, coming from whatever area in life you're in, typically who you think Jesus is is who you're told he is. Yeah. You know, and it's not until you have a communion relationship with Jesus that Mm -hmm. you truly start to understand who he is on your own.
0: Okay. You grew up in church. You were yeah. told who Jesus and God was and the Holy Spirit was yeah. your whole life. Yeah. When did this moment happen for yeah. you?
1: Yeah, so I was, I don't know, I, I, I had a lot of questions when I was young. I, I want to say like early teens. Um, a lot of questions about like theology and a, a lot of the things that, you know, typical skeptics would would mm-hmm. have at the a deep young age. Thinkers. Yeah, and um By the time I was like 15 and 16, I realized I had to just come to these conclusions on my own. I had to start reading the Bible on my own, uh, studying things on my own, searching things out on my own, and having a relationship on my own, having communion on my own. And it wasn't until then um, that I really started to fall in love with reading scripture, you know? It it wasn't until I actually did it on my own Mm -hmm. that I enjoyed reading scripture or enjoyed hearing scripture even. You know, because when you grow up in, in church, you hear, you hear scripture all the time. Yeah. Um, not even just in church. In home, at home, friends, family, all of it, they all know scripture. They're all quoting scripture. So typically... <laughs>
0: there's a scripture on the fridge. There's exactly. a scripture in the bathroom right. on the mirror. It's, right. been, it's been around. You right. own shirts with scripture on it. Exa-
1: yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's not until, it wasn't until that I, start, I, uh, I started reading on my own that I, I started enjoying understanding You know, because you can have a lot of questions, but if you're not trying to find the answers, then you're never going to be satisfied. Mm. And with that, you know, being a 13, 14 year old, I had a lot of questions about theology and scripture. Which I don't know that
0: every 13 and 14 year old is thinking about theology, but yet there you were, yeah, 13 and 14, wrestling with theology.
1: Yeah, you. I mean, you can ask my dad. We we still, but especially when I was a kid. My dad and I would have conversations that would last like three hours long. Wow. And I would just be asking him questions. Yeah. And there are still times that I do that. But, you know, and his responses were always great. All the time, he would tell me, search it out on your own. Yeah. You know, find this out on your own. Because Man. that's that's what was important. You know, I didn't want to just take his word for it i wanted to take what the bible actually says
0: so would he give you an answer and then tell you to search it all on your own or would he just kind of be like well this is kind of where you could go find it
1: yeah he he did both okay um typically it would be a thing of like let me work through the question with you understand why you're asking the question sure and then i'll give you my response but you need to go look it up on your own i got you go figure it out
0: okay i want to come back to this passage in matthew yeah. Because I want to ask a, a very a very specific question. Yeah. Do you think Jesus is still asking people that follow him, who do you say that I am?
1: Yeah. I think that's a, a question that not only is it being asked of us, but it's something that we need to keep in mind.
0: Oh man, come on.
1: Um because if we forget who he is to us, then we lose our communion with him, you know? Oh we're, we're man. not we're going to fall out of submission to Christ. We're not going to be a bondservant anymore. Yeah. We're not mindful of being a bondservant, of okay, willingly gotta, being a slave. Okay,
0: let's unbox bondservant. What do you mean when you say bondservant? Well, the
1: Apostle Paul, every I think it's every epistle. He comes, he, he starts every epistle by saying, I'm the Apostle Paul, a bondservant of Christ. Okay. And, and a bondservant is somebody that's willingly a slave.
0: Oh, come on now.
1: So it's, it's somebody that's <laughs> willingly being a servant to God essentially. Okay. You're, you're submitting yourself unto the Lord.
0: And, w- and we get away from that when we forget who God is in our life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's when we ask ourselves, who, who is Jesus to us? Mm-hmm. We have to remember that he is Lord. He's our master, mm-hmm. you know, essentially.
0: And I'll tell you, I think a lot of the times, even in my own life, that may be the easiest thing for me, where Jesus, I see him as Lord. I see him as mm-hmm. Master, and I am always just trying to figure out how to obey him. Yeah. And but if that's the only way I see him, yeah, man, yeah, then then my relationship is only about doing, right? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Right. But you, you're absolutely right it, because if I, I can also fall into the ditch on the other side where I become so casual in my relationship right. that I think what he is saying right. is yeah. debatable,
1: yeah. Like, Definitely.
0: like I could, you know, like God shows up and is talking to Moses through a burning bush and Moses yeah. is like, no, I really don't want to do this. You need right. to find somebody else. Right. And that's the place where I think, man, Moses had been so far detached from who God was. Right. That man, when God shows up and is giving him instruction, he's not even listening or or even Gideon. When Gideon shows up and an angel is giving him instruction right. and he's saying, hey, blessed are you of the Lord, you know? Yeah. And. The Gideon's like, well, if the Lord is with us, yeah. then why are all the miracles? How come yeah. we're in trouble? How come right. life sucks right now? Yeah. And it's that whole thing of, I think when we get away from even what you were saying, like the aspect of recognizing God as our Lord, as mm-hmm. our Savior, right. that we come into this place of debating when he begins to speak to us. Right, and yeah. I Nothing can sabotage your life more than going against something that God is saying, this is what I have for you to do. Right. Just look at the story of Jonah. Right. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, definitely. go to Nineveh. Now I'm going the other way. Okay, yeah. you're going to get eaten by a, by a massive fish. Right. And there's going to be exactly. you know, a really rough ride on the way there.
1: Right. Right. And and I think it's hard to to view God as anything else when you don't have that lordship mentality, mm. you know? Yeah. It, you start there, and then from there, you can build upon that relationship. Oh, yeah. But it's it's from, you have to initially submit yourself, I feel like, to really get to a point of being able to have true communion.
0: Yeah. Oh, man, come on. I'm enjoying this. This is fun. I hope you're enjoying this. I am. Okay, cool. All right. So, okay. So, Jesus, and this is what blows my mind. Jesus is having a conversation with guys that have been hanging out with him while he's been doing ministry while he's been doing miracles and these are you know his disciples and today we would call ourselves his disciples and i'm wondering when jesus is asking hey you know asking me in my devotion asking you in your devotion asking me when i'm in reading scripture or in my time of prayer hey who does everybody say that i am Mm -hmm. so we've got this picture now where we see like okay They begin to recognize this is what the world is saying. But then right after that, there's Peter. Yeah. Uh, Okay. I love this because I think this ties into you grew up in a household of faith, but yet there was a moment where the Spirit of God began to answer your questions Mm -hmm. and reveal to you personally who God was. Yeah. In your own life. Right. Right. I think that's the same thing that is still happening today because that's the that's yeah. the way we see this start. The way we yeah. see Peter get a revelation of who Jesus is is from God the Father. I mean, because right. I mean, if I just jump back into it, it says in verse sixteen, Peter answered and said, "You are the Christ, the Son of the Living God." I mean, it, that right. had to be. Like, I don't know how he announced that. Yeah, but doesn't it, it, it sounds, sounds
1: so <laughs> like I don't even yeah.
0: Oh, uh, dude! Like, uh, okay, Peter already in my mind is like this loud, brassy, you know, yeah. kind of character. You right. know, ready to cut somebody's ear off, mm-hmm. pick a fight, and then I can just like see this moment happening where he's just like, "Oh, you, you are the Son of God," you know. And it's just yeah. like it's this loud declaration. Yeah, it's such a firm stance. It is. Yeah, like undeniable. He is convinced beyond anything else. This is who you are. You, you can't shake this from him right like yeah yeah he's committed to this statement yeah like i have been asked directions by my wife while i'm driving and you will get there one day here <laughs> soon and i've said we're making it's a right turn up here and we make the turn and like two miles down the road or 10 miles down the road i'm like oh it should have been left and she's like you sounded so confident i was like i was committed to that yeah. that right turn yeah <laughs> i was i was 100 percent in on my mistake yeah I feel like that's the way he was. He was 100% in on this statement. Right, yeah. And I love the fact that Jesus goes from asking questions Mm -hmm. to giving a statement. Right. Which is, blessed are you, Simon Barjona. I mean, he's talking to Simon Peter here. He's like, blessed are you, Simon, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. Yeah. I think God is still doing this, with the disciples that are following God, following Jesus. Like, the biggest revelation I've ever received on who Christ was was something that God was giving to me in that moment. Mm -hmm. And it was like, that's how I began to get all in. It was like, oh my goodness. It was God showing me a picture of his son in a way that I was completely committed to that, uh, that view of who God was. Right you know it because you can grow up in a household of faith mm-hmm. but until you get the revelation from the from God the Father yeah of who his son is yeah you're left with questions right but yet you move from a place of questions into a place of having an answer right
1: yeah and what's what's really interesting is that um Jesus he says he says who who, does, who do they say that the Son of Man is? Mm. Right? And if I remember, Son of Man, it's a callback to one of the prophets. Because at the time, I believe, if you called yourself a son of God, that was pretty typical. Oh, It's a pretty typical wow. term. Yeah, come on. So he's, he called himself the Son of Man. And I, I can't remember what the scripture It's a prophet, and it's talking about the Son of Man descending from the heavens or something like that. Mm. But he comes out telling Peter who he is. Yeah, yeah. So he asks a question, but the answer is in the question.
0: Yeah. Well, and uh, man, I I even heard somebody say part of the reason why they answered the way they did is because, well, some say you're John the Baptist because John the Baptist was preaching repentance. John right. the Baptist was preaching turn from your ways. Right. And yes. Jesus was doing some of that. He's like, hey, right. what, the way you think is wrong. If you think this, I'm telling you to think this. If you yeah. think it's bad to, to murder someone, I'm saying if you think about murder, that's wrong. Yeah, and then some were saying, well, some say you're, you know, you're, what, Elijah, you know, and the reason why they were saying Elijah is because he was doing miracles. Yeah. And Elijah was known for these crazy miracles. So they're like, oh, well, he does miracles, so he must be Elijah who's come back. Yeah. You know, or some saying Jeremiah, who, Jeremiah was known as the weeping prophet. Yeah. Who was trying to connect God's people back to God. Right. You know, and Jesus is, man, 100%, his entire purpose was to connect us to God. Yeah, yeah. So, and yeah, absolutely. There's this callback, I would think, to the, the prophets, but yet he's like, no, I'm, I'm beyond those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, so, right.
1: And hmm. it's so, I don't know, I think there's something that's so amazing about God because he, he knows, Jesus knows the, the answer. Yeah. You know, but he's asking the question anyway. And in the question, he's telling him who he is. So it's so
0: he, oh, he never asks a question for his benefit.
1: Right. He there's no reason to. He knows the answer. Come on now. So he's doing it to show I don't know. It's I, just so
0: Yeah, no, it's true. He's doing it to so that they come to the revelation right. yeah. through the question. Exactly. It's like okay, I'm just going I'm going back here. It's like when you came to your dad with a question mm-hmm. and your dad would give you a question. Yeah. For you to go find the answer for. And right. it wasn't because your dad didn't have an answer. Right. But it's because when the revelation comes through you, mm-hmm. all of a sudden now that answer is a part of you. Right. Yeah. I actually, I've got a whole, uh, so this, with this podcast, Unboxing Scripture, Yeah, I wanted to start with a series called Questions. And I went through and had like highlighted all the different questions like God asked and Jesus asked at different times. Yeah. Because God never asks a question for his, because he doesn't know something. Right, yeah. That's, I mean, it's, he is God. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Jesus. They didn't ask questions because they didn't know something. They asked questions to re- bring revelation to us. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Ah, dude, there are exactly. teachers that do that. And yeah. It drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah. You know. Like I just want the sometimes I don't want the question, God, just give me yeah. the answer, so i can I can check yeah. the box and move on,
1: yeah, uh, no, I get it, but with that, it's like Peter, if the question wasn't asked, would Peter ever actually come to the conclusion that he did in the moment,, Ooh, you know would come he would he on. have been able to identify who Jesus was if it wasn't for him being asked and being told at the same time who he was,
0: come on, that is. That so, there, Yes, there are layers to that. Like, yeah. uh, did he in that moment just, like, start praying? Like, Jesus is asking a question, and he's like, oh, I need an answer. I need an answer. God, <laughs> yeah. help me out. I need an answer. And God's yeah. like, this is who he is. Yeah. He told you a minute ago. Yep. You know? <laughs> and it's, yeah. Dude, so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Would yeah. Peter have ever got there if the question wasn't asked? Right, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, this, this guy, yeah. I don't know that he would have. Yeah. I think Jesus
1: came to the answer on his own Mm -hmm. in the moment. So it's not a thing of like, well, there are times where people have to have like, you know, days or weeks or months or years to answer a question. But it it was, and and typically it's because they're asking themselves that question, right? Yeah. But if somebody asks you a question, you have to have a response right then.
0: Yeah. So what's the Bible say? Be ready in season and out of season? Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's, you know, this could have been a question that he had been asking himself, himself for years, yeah. you know, wh- however long, and uh, it wasn't until he was asked the question that he could ac- actually answer it.
0: Yeah, man, I, lo- I love the fact that you just brought out the fact, like, I don't, man, I'm just chewing on that. I'm just stuck there for a minute. That Would Peter have gotten there if Jesus hadn't asked the question? Because you know yeah. there are different times that while they're watching him do miracles, they were shocked. The Bible says oh, yeah. they were shocked. Like, who is this guy yeah. that the wind and waves obey? Like, come on, you left your job to follow someone you don't even know? Yeah, does exactly. that even make sense? <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yet in this moment, it's like, yeah, man, would he have gotten there without the question being asked? I think that's one of the things God does with us is he, in moments of prayer, will ask us a question mm-hmm. for us to get somewhere that we, we, can't, we wouldn't get to without. Yeah. Like, and that revelation comes. I love the fact, like you brought it out, he's asking the question but telling them the answer at the same time. Right. God does that. He will ask us a question so he can reveal the answer also to us. Right. You know? Yeah. Because uh, the answer came from God. The, I mean, flesh and blood I have not revealed this to you. Uh, yeah. You didn't come up with this on your own, Peter. This right. was God the Father that re- revealed this to you. And right. on this truth, dude, we can build on this truth. Yeah. And I think every time God is asking us a question that we get a revelation from, it's so that we can, like you said, it's so we can begin to build.
1: Right, yeah. And with that, like, God is the one asking, if God is the one that's asking the question, then he's always going to be the answer. Oh, and you can find the answer in his word. Come so it's, on. So it's not like he's asking you a question so that you have to, Ponder and mm-hmm. try to figure it out on your own. It's That's in right. the Bible. Yeah. If he's gonna, if he's gonna ask the question, it's gonna be in his word.
0: Yeah. He's he's gonna equip you for the answer. Exactly. F- for sure. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. This has been fun. Okay. All right. We we do this at the end of every podcast, and we're we're wrapping up here. We're coming to the end of this. Uh, I ask the same question to every guest, which is. Uh, if you were to play dodgeball, who would you want on your dodgeball team? Now, uh, I'm going to go biblical with you because you've got this biblical base. So out of the Bible characters, okay, and you can't, okay, Jesus is off the table because yeah. he's, he's on your team automatically. Yeah. So out of everybody in the Bible, who would you pick to be on your dodgeball team? Uh, Four players because okay, you make well, the fifth man.
1: I think the most obvious one would be the Apostle Paul.
0: Oh, okay. Ah, he'd he'd be a violent player for sure. Yeah. Okay. Aggressive, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, Joseph. Joseph. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I why, mean, he, why Joseph? He went through so much, <laughs> so much, <laughs> and he still and was so okay. faithful, and yeah. he was willing to like help Pharaoh. Oh, uh, there you after go. After he had been in prison for two years, yeah, because of the other Pharaoh. Okay. All right. Yeah.
0: So we got Joseph.
1: Who's the, I think it's the second judge in Judges. He's the guy that cut up, cut the the belly of the king.
0: Oh. talking about The second judge? Yeah, I think he's the second, yeah, he's the second judge. Okay, come on, come on, give me his name. Ehud. Ehud. Yeah. You nailed it, that's it, Ehud. Okay, so Ehud would be the second guy you would want on your team. Yes. Okay, okay, Uh, all right. Because... E, Mister E. Yeah, Mister E. Not, not to be confused with Mister T. Oh, no, I wouldn't judge Mr. E. Him. Yeah, Judge E. Okay,
1: um, because he was so willing to do, to go as far as did to do what God asked of him.
0: Uh, Got just no, one more. I, you need I one mean, more. Come on. Yeah. Anybody, let's uh, go. Haggai. Haggai. Yeah. Why Haggai?
1: Uh, because of his life being a representation of God's love for Israel.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay. So all right. That's that's a pretty it's a pretty unique team there. I think I would go with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I automatically add three. <laughs> just because these are three guys that have each other's back. Yeah. In a game. I feel like they would be great communicators. Yeah. In a dodgeball game. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego would be Definitely. would be on my team. And uh um I want one of the two guys from the book of Revelation that shows up that can throw fireballs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's a, the two pro- that the, nobody knows their name yet. So
1: they're like the uh, the maxed out version of Mario. Mario, they yeah. are. Yes.
0: I used to the first time I ever heard that in church, I was like, "Wait, there's people that are going to show up after everyone's in heaven that can throw fireballs?" This, this is Mario brothers they're talking about. This is Mario and Luigi coming to earth. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so that's, yeah, that's my, my four guys right there. I was, I had premeditated my answer. Yeah, I didn't. That's a, Well, I know. I didn't, I didn't give you any warning. All right. Well, hey, I want to say thank you for being on this podcast with me. For sure. And uh, I think one of the conversations we have had while we've been in ministry is to live well. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, there's Definitely. a, there's a ton of characters That the Bible has that we get to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And then there's a few like Joshua and Caleb that just, it seems like lived well. Yeah, definitely. And I want to say thanks for being a Joshua and Caleb kind of man. You know, who's living well. So, Hey, this has been another episode of unboxing scripture with my man, Austin Penn. And, uh, Brayden has secretly been a part of this episode the entire time just listening. So I just got to give a little shout out to him for hanging out with us as we've been doing this. But Hey, God bless you guys, and we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you very much.